0: Hi everyone! Uh, welcome to the Finding Meaning podcast. Sophie here. Just wanted to give a quick introduction. Today we'll be talking to Stephen Ecker. Stephen is a collage artist based in Austin, Texas. He creates his own collages as well as hosting workshops and I've actually gone to a bunch of his workshops, which is how I know Stephen, and I really enjoy his workshops. I find um, it to just be a really meditative process to collage and to kind of just be cutting up or ripping up pieces of magazine or books, um, or photographs and to just be coming together with other people who oftentimes are strangers, but everyone's there, um, to just spend some time creating something and to be focused on, um, the collaging process, you know, it's a great way to get off your phone and just get in the zone and spend some time um, just doing something fun and creative and to meet some new people who are interested in uh, doing creative stuff as well. So I've really enjoyed Stephen's um, collaging workshops and I was so excited to bring him on the show today. Um, Sarah and I both were really excited to just kind of dive into his process and kind of the greater why behind what he does. So he talks about um, finding work that is soul aligned rather than ego aligned. And he also talks about some of the realities of managing a business and kind of managing a creative flow when it's a business. So he talks about going in and Um, you know, needing to do business development or needing to put himself out there in social media, and he really gets into the nitty-gritty of um, what his thought process is like and how he stays confident in everything he's doing and confident to put himself out there. Um, So we talk about a lot of different things from Confronting the Blank Page um, to Atomic Habits and The Slight Edge, which are two great books about um, just how the little things you do every day can lead to big results. Um, He talks about getting obsessed with the creative process rather than focusing on, you know, how many followers he's getting on social media or how much um, money he's making selling a particular piece. He is really trying to invest in how he can make his creative process, um, how he can tap into his creative process. Um, And so we... Talk about um, just getting reps in when it comes to putting yourself out there. Um, And he talks about choosing um, to focus on the collaging because there was a time when he was working on a book, a podcast, and um, the collage business all at the same time. And he decided to focus on the collaging. Um, So, anyway, I just wanted to give a brief touch on some of the different topics we talk about. um, And Yeah, that's pretty much it. I hope you enjoy the episode. And I was thrilled to have Sarah with me um, as a co-host. And I just felt really excited about everything we talked about.
1: So Stephen, in your podcast episode about how to trust the grind started, I love how you talked about utilizing your strengths, who you wanted to be and what positive impact you wanted to contribute, as well as finding your purpose of your soul especially coming from a place where you were talking about coasting through the week when living in New York after college, working for Macy's, then getting drunk on the weekends. Um, What is your favorite part of the spiritual awakening looking back? Um, And also, what would you recommend people listening today that want to further align themselves to living the lives of their dreams, starting with where they are now?
2: I love this start. Wow. Uh, I'm jumping right into it. So a lot has changed since I hosted the podcast and it, I kind of forget like what I actually talked about on that episode. Um, but basically like far as like. I, for a long time, I was trying to find like what my purpose was or whatever, you know, like this grand elaborate, like, oh, impact a million people, that be happy household name, whatever. Like that was like one of the purposes, but then talking about like spiritual awakenings or whatever, like I was a uh, deep in a meditation and basically the, my purpose is simply to provide joy and love to the world. And it's like so much simpler than like having this like grand elaborate mission of like, you know, impact a million peoples. And like, I've really shifted, uh, my approach to my days and also just life and, you know, purpose or whatever to just be like, am I being a good person? Am I providing joy and love to people on a daily basis? And it can be just a simple, like smile. It could be a simple. Hello, uh, crack a joke with someone. Um, so it was kind of like, I didn't have this breakthrough until like a year ago. So it's like really new. And, but the way I kind of talk about it, like with people, it's like, there's the egos like mission and purpose where it's like, okay, you want all these accolades, but then there's like the soul's mission where it's like, what are you actually here brought to do? And what I found is actually, it's a lot fucking simpler. And it's also put a lot less pressure on me because i'm like okay if i am just being a good person yeah the accolades are nice yeah absolutely it's fucking tight like that's the ego like being like okay i want to be known i want to be this i want to be recognized but also like i do think about like at my end of the life you know at the funeral like what are people going to remember me by it's probably going to be like the random stories that of like way i made them feel and not so much like yeah, they'll talk about like what I do for his work, but like, I think it's much deeper and simpler than like this, like being known by everyone. So I think, um, I had many, like, I, I think there's just like layers and layers and layers. Um, you know, since I feel like I was searching for something and I think it's just like starting small and just like with that quest and just trying a bunch of different things where it's like, I can't pinpoint the exact moment where the awakening happened because I think there's like degrees to it. But like, I do find that like when you're in a dark place, there is light. Um, and I embrace that now. So if it, if I am in some darkness, like the other night I had some darkness, but I just knew like, okay, there's a reason there's a purpose for this. Um, but it's well worth traveling. It sucks at times, but also it's like very empowering to actually get through it and realize how strong you are.
1: Hearing you talk about um, having your alignment of your soul line up with what you're doing reminds me so much of um, one, one of my favorite, uh, not mentor, but one of my like idols, Oprah Winfrey. She loves Gary Zukov and like the seed of the soul. And he talks about like having your soul align with the work that you're doing. So I love hearing about that. And then um, another thing when you were talking about going from this more not necessarily ego driven, but more maybe goal oriented, like, oh, I want to impact a million people and then kind of going to something maybe a little bit more heart centered where you're like, I want to provide love and joy for the world. It just shifted everything. It made things more simple. It made things maybe easier in a way. And it could have even increased your impact from what it sounds like. I mean, I definitely like it touched my heart. Yeah, absolutely.
2: yeah absolutely it's made things a lot simpler on myself because i i'm sure you guys can relate to it as well it's like we can be so fucking hard on ourselves and not like giving ourselves a credit and like realize how much we've done and i like when i had that like drop in download whatever i was like it literally like brought me to tears and i don't like really cry but like i was just like oh shit like it's been that simple and i've been searching for so fucking long what that answer was and it's just like oh huh, just be a good just be a good person go around just you know like i'll have dark days we all do but like generally speaking like all right if i can make you guys laugh if i can provide some inspiration whatever or just like know that we're fucking human on this floating rock like we'll we'll get through it you know and um yeah so
1: yeah, and I even like one of my thoughts is like when you're able to like talk about those dark things sometimes, like from my perspective, when I think about my life's mission and like what I want, like I mean, just being able to sometimes be honest about those moments too, I think can be great. Um, Sophie. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, I love how you both talked
2: Let's go, about Sophie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <a thing>. oh. <laughs> Let's
2: go, Sophie. <laughs>
0: um, I love how you both talked about um sort of finding the simplicity of what the sort of more soul-centered or heart-centered stuff rather than the ego-centered stuff, um, and kind of how it's both a deeper, more meaningful thing, but also can be simpler. Um, So I thought that was really interesting. And if you're comfortable sharing, I'd love to hear you talk maybe a little bit more about, you mentioned that there was something that was a bit darker that you were going through a few days ago, but you're still able to see the light. And if you don't feel comfortable sharing, definitely please say so.
2: Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. Basically it's um, the way of just like kind of paraphrase, like right now we're in winter and when you look at trees, all the leaves are falling off and they're not trying to grow right now. You know, they're going to wait until the spring. And I think I just had a season of just having some leaves come off and I've just been like, Oh, okay. Like, There are some things that I can look at with these like naked branches or whatever, where it's like, okay, what do I want to plan for the spring? Because I think a lot of times, you know, it's January, 2024, people are like, Oh, we got to do resolutions right now. And then it's like, but I'm in a season where I just want to hibernate and be a bear, like, I'm not trying to like do more. I'm just trying to continue to do what I've been doing and then implement those newer things in the springtime and align myself with the seasons and with it being darker out and stuff like that. Um, I think I just had a realization of like, okay, I've grown a lot and I went back to an old environment and it just kind of was like, Oh, like I've really like kind of outgrown this way of myself of just like I do different habits and I feel much better, but also there's still a part of me that like misses that version of me. And it's not like shame or anything. It's just like, damn, I miss when I was like that, but I'm not like that anymore. And just kind of like being like, it was like it was nice back then. But then it's like realizing that you've also moved forward from that and just sitting with it and just being like, there's a lesson in this. And um, I think also like, kind of like running your own business can be very isolating and a lot of alien, alienation, especially my creative practice. Like I'm by myself making stuff. And I've realized I'm like, oh, I've been spending too much time with myself and not building more connection on a daily basis and isolating myself. So that was kind of like, oh, okay. You know, it was like in that moment, I sat with it and I was like, okay, why am I feeling this way? It's like, oh, because I'm not proactively making more of an effort to get out and stuff like that. So that's kind of like the overall theme, Um, but there's levels to it, of course.
0: Yeah, I don't know if this is um, what you were touching on, but I'm home for the holidays right now, and it's definitely interesting just being in... um, I guess it can just be a time where you're sort of remembering, like you said, A, I've changed from when I lived here, but then B, part of you also misses um, kind of what your life was like then. Um, Not that that was necessarily what you were talking about, but just physically being in a space where you... um, like don't live anymore he can make you reflect on those
2: things. I can relate. Like I was back in the hometown I grew up in, but then I was also like in a new town because my parents moved. So it like it was this disconnect of like, oh, I've, it's it's been like ten years since I've actually lived here, and the amount of stuff that I'm drastically different from when I was there, and it was just like, oh, I it's like you know I've moved on and so has that town, but I'm like there's a gap. You know, and it's like, oh, I don't know what's going on in here. I just check in once a year and I'm like, oh, I'm back guys. But then it's just, you know, it's not the same because it's like, I'm not consistently keeping up with those people in place and, you know, it's, um, uh, and also I had to get out to really do my thing. So it's that like bouncing thing where it's like, I'm happy I got out, but then there's part of me is like, oh man, like it was like, nice.
0: Kind of probably, at least for me, kind of moment to moment sort of reflecting but then also like thinking about what you want for the future and so like you said finding that balance um and so going back to some of our plots around um your podcast trust the grind um that sarah was talking about in the when we first started the conversation um the first person you interviewed was your brother mike ecker um at the time mike was a designer muralist and letterer How would you say you've grown and been inspired by your brother's journey, both then and now? How do you guys support each other?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, um, being a creative, you know, and also a business owner. Like I've asked my brother many of questions. Um, since the time when I first interviewed him, I think it was like 2020. I wasn't an artist as my main thing. Um, so as, The year and year and a half since I've been running my own business as an artist, like I've been asking him questions about like, Hey, like proposals for this thing. Like, how do you go about it? Like, and it's also just nice knowing that I have someone in my corner that it's like, I know very well that's pursuing a similar path, even though our mediums are different, but I can call him or shoot him a text and be like, Hey, I would love your perspective on this. And vice versa and sometimes we just have conversations about just like hey like um what are you going through right now like he has like a like a scale thing where i've had conversations where he's like i got a lot of stuff coming in but it's just me you know so it's like oh do you want to delegate do you want to grow more like so it's just like nice having someone to talk um talk shop that's like someone that knows you very well on a personal level so um yeah he's always been someone that's like been there for me and supported me and um yeah it's great to just know that you have someone there
0: yeah that's awesome to just be able to even like you said kind of you know shoot someone a text and just know kind of even though you're doing different things you can still kind of compare what your like processes might be or you mentioned um you know stuff around proposals or those kind of specifics that might carry over
2: Yeah, like um I had like a mural proposal. He does murals. I've never done one. And I was like, dude, I have no fucking idea how to quote this. Then he like sent me what he does. And I was like, okay, that was super helpful.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Steven, I loved reading the Voyager Austin interview that you did. And oh hell yeah. Yeah, and in it, I know you talked about reaching your lowest points, having lost your job, a significant relationship. And then when you moved back in with your parents, you were really making art so prolifically. Um, And I just wanted to know, do you have a message for other people maybe going through a rough patch in life?
2: Um, I think it's like, I don't know if I can have like a blanket statement, you know, since I feel like everyone's situations are so different. Um, So I'll just speak from my experience where it's like I found an outlet that creatively was a way for me to express myself and i didn't think anything of it when i first started doing it like it wasn't like i'm gonna build a business around this it was like literally just get out of my fucking head so one of the reasons why i do the workshops uh that sophia has been to multiple she's my regular i always hype her up she, um she
0: is a piece that she gave me for christmas right?
2: yo oh yeah you made that riches yeah look at that yeah, yeah. like that's that's sick yeah that was one of your most recent ones and like To that point is that like, I think life can be very heavy at a lot of times and art has been a really good way for me to express things that I'm going through. Um, It could be positive, it could be dark, it could be whatever I'm experiencing. And it's been an outlet for me to, I don't want to say escape, but like I can get out of my thoughts that are looming about like what's missing or whatever and just be present and i think it's really beneficial for people to find some sort of prat- practice where it's presence and you're not thinking all the time about the shit outside in the world but like what's in front of you right here this is all that fucking matters and it's like, it could be collagen, it could be painting, it could be movement, it could be cooking, it could be travel plan. Like, I don't care what the creative thing is. Like, you just gotta have something where you have an idea in your head and you're like, let's go make that. Oh, I'm gonna build a shelf. Like, that's been my thing this week. I just randomly was like, I wanna build a fucking shelf. And like, I just YouTube some shit. You know, and like, that's, I feel like we just need some sort of way, oops, um, to channel energy that is like, you know, it could be heavy. It could be tough. like, I don't know what people are going through, but I found that it's like, if you can get your mind off the thing for just five minutes, like, oh, that's amazing. You know, since I remember like going through a breakup and just being like, that's all you can think about. And we can all relate. Like, you're just like, fuck, this person's not my life anymore. But then I was like, when I collage, I didn't think about her, you know? And it was just like, oh, that is what we need more of in this space allow your creativity and just get it out. And it's not being attached to how it looks, whatever. I thought they were so weird. I was like, what am I doing? What the, What am I doing? But I needed to do it to get it out.
1: One thing that reminds me of um, initially, like from my undergraduate background in psychology, um, there's a psychologist, Dr. Chekson High, who has this concept called flow. And he says it's really kind of essential to like our well-being and resiliency almost of like doing things where like we're in this state where it's not too easy, it's not too hard. We almost like get lost like with time and whatnot. So it reminds me a lot of what you're talking about there. And then I also just have to say like independent of that, like there's just so much wisdom. Like even when you're just talking about going through a breakup and kind of like that being a difficult thing that so many people can relate to and then just like using that kind of um flow or you know not necessarily escapism though like using your art um and being able to create those things I think that's just something that you gave yourself a gift you gave yourself of healing of and not worrying about the outcome of it like oh like this might be look weird or da 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 -da, though like it's helping me
2: Oh, absolutely. Like some of my best poems are me and my feels and like expressing it and be like, Oh, this is some sad boy shit, but like, it's real though. It's like what I'm feeling. So it's like, I would rather like go about that way than go into pathways where it would be like, go to the bottle or whatever substances and go down that road where like I found art to be a way to really express myself. And also like when I made the get lost, like profile, it felt like it wasn't me. So it felt like this channel that could be like really, really just open. And then it's like, so I think really good art is like, you know, it's vulnerable, it's connection, it's full expression. And if I can like have the courage to show all of me, like every single part, like, so I'm, I'm pretty like up guy for the most part, but like we all got our shit. So it's like, if I can channel that into a more healthier flow state, then like, I, I move through it faster. Like I've had stuff come up and I'm just like, oh, I didn't know I was still holding on to that. Like it's very therapeutic and meditative for me. So that's why I love making art. And whether it's a business for me forever or not, like I'll always be creating something because it's just like part of me.
1: Lovely.
0: Yeah, that's really awesome. Especially just the sort of the way you talked about how you're able to channel, you know, something that might be a little bit heavier that might come up channeling it like into that flow state and kind of I think that that kind of thing has helped me and that sometimes or like a similar kind of thing has helped me sometimes just having the reassurance that oh when these harder emotions come up I'll have um you know maybe whether it's making art or um like we mentioned I've gone to a bunch of your workshops um and I really enjoy those and just getting to kind of be like whatever else like yeah. I'm <laughs> whatever else might be going on in my head that day, just knowing, okay, I'm going to go, you know, to a specific place, um, like where it's being hosted. I'm going to be around other people who are making art and just kind of can um, zone in. And like Sarah brought up, just kind of get into a little bit of a flow state. So um, something I wanted to ask about was you mentioned that you feel like you're in a sort of winter season right now where you're um, maybe planning some things that you'd want to do in a spring season. Um, But you're also knowing that um, you're kind of being aware of like what stage you're at and like kind of maybe a little bit like what your capacity is. Um, So kind of once you're aware of something like that in the big picture, how do you how does that affect your decisions in the moment? Do you ever have moments where you're thinking, oh, shoot, like I agreed to, I don't know, do something. And, but I'm in a winter stage right now. I, like, I don't know if that's just me, but I get very in my head where I feel like I'm sort of not doing what I've like decided. And then I kind of get almost overwhelmed. I don't know. Can you relate?
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's an internal like conflict because like sometimes you don't want to do something then you go out and you're like, oh, that was exactly what I needed. So it's like kind of sometimes can, I think it's just finding that balance where it's like not overcommitting yourself. Um, but for me, like, for a long time in my life, I was like, Mr. Everything's good. You just asked me like, I could be crying on the inside or screaming for help. And I'd just be like, I'm good. Um, So like, I feel like recently the past few years, I've just really been learning how to just like be transparent where it's like, I told you guys like, Hey, this week I've kind of had a weird week. Like, it's not like the typical week where it's like think winter mode and stuff like that. And like, by me, like honoring that and like just expressing it, I'm able to move through it faster. And also like, I feel like I'm more relatable because I'm just being truthful. So I think it's just like being truthful with like where you are. It's like, okay, like, am I just like latching onto this winter idea? I'm not going to do anything or do I actually need the rest? Would it be good for me to go out and actually like plant some stuff? Like you don't have to be sheltered the whole time, but it's easy to be like, okay, I'm in this stage right now. I'm not doing anything. I'm a hermit and I've been embracing that. But also, I do realize that, like, I was like, okay, I can still talk to people. I can still socialize. It's not like I'm off the face of the earth, but I do. I'm also intentionally creating some space for me to, like, just do my thing and not necessarily feel like I have to be out and about all the time. So it's a, you know, I, I think I'm finding my balance with it. And I think it, some weeks I'll be really good. Some weeks I'll be like, oh, okay, like, I think I could get out more, you know?
0: I love just the transparency of saying, you know, some weeks it goes better, some weeks it doesn't go as well. Um, And just kind of what you talked about uh, of sort of being willing to be vulnerable with other people and kind of being honest about where you might be at, you know, a particular day or a particular week or what might be going on kind of on the inside. Um, and it definitely, I feel like that's helpful just for me to know, like, okay, it's not just me where it's like, sometimes I'll have this like, Sometimes it'll feel like things are clicking, sort of. And then sometimes it's like, okay, maybe I'm doing the same things, but I'm feeling a little different, or something's a little bit different. And I'm like, okay, wait, you know, do I want to be going out and seeing people, or would it be better for me to, you know, maybe just listen to music or something and just kind of be by myself and like feel what I'm feeling? And then, like you said, it's always just the spontaneity of maybe you go out and you, you know, just whatever happens to like, you know, whoever you happen to talk to that ends up being like such a recharging experience or it could go the other way. So anyway.
2: Yeah. And I think like, you know, some moments it will like, you'll be like, that's exactly what I needed. Or you'll be like, I knew I should have stayed in. You're like, I'm just like checked out. But like sometimes like I've had nights like recently where I just wanted to listen to records and lay on the couch. And I did that. And I was like, Oh, this is so fucking nice. And I think it's like, like not having, trying your best not to have FOMO or this, like, should in yourself. Like I should be out. It's Friday night. it's like, well, I don't know if I really am up for that right now, you know, where it's like, am I doing it just to please others? Or is it actually something that I want to do? Like, do I actually want to be out or do I want to be like, just chill my house?
1: that's wonderful I really like hearing both of you guys talk about that kind of alignment with yourself and making sure that you're like living your authentic life and I think it really gives permission to other for other people to be honest and with us as well and um just I feel like everyone you know should feel not should but (laughs) you know it's a lovely experience for everyone to be open with their feelings it to the extent that they're comfortable you know and can be honestly themselves Um, And I also really like this idea of seasons that we're talking about. I think it's really beautiful. Um, I did have another question. So in your Voyage Austin interview, I love the story of the three ships you told in the story in the interview um, of how you needed to jump ship on one of the ships of being an artist, letting go of the podcast and writing a book. I love how you'd want to talk about how the universe responded to you and doors started opening for you after that. What would you recommend to people who are looking to take a leap of faith?
2: Um, Do you want me to tell the three ship story? I probably should start with that, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay. Um, So I think it was April 2022. Yeah, sorry. I'm like these dates and everything. Um, So basically I had a bunch of collages in my room. Like when I was in Austin, I ended up like collaging more, just kind of get my mind off things. Um, It was like my therapy practice or meditative, whatever. And then i like had like 20 of them in my house i'm like okay this is like narcissistic like i should like do an art market and just see if anyone would buy them and i also just happened to host my first workshop that week i had three people show up two of them were my friends and i was just like okay like we are in this thing um like we're doing it like we're getting this art thing a try in a month and the workshop went great. I was like, it was such a fun time to do it with other people. I felt natural. It felt easy. And then when I went to the art market, I sold a few pieces and it was just like synchronicities of like the people that bought them that like I felt like they were meant to have them where it's like, oh, like I had an Amy Winehouse and like an Arctic Monkeys one. And this guy's like, how much for both like my son's favorite band is arctic monkeys and our like my wife's and i's like first concert was amy winehouse or something like that and i'm just like okay i can't make that shit up like that like universe sending you signs and like so i just had a lot of those moments at that day then there's this like tarot card lady and she's like you want to read it i'm like yeah sure why not and basically I pulled the three ships and basically it was a man on top of the clip looking at the three ships and he's paralyzed by indecision of what ship to hop on. So I was like, creatively, I was spreading myself between three projects, writing a book, posting podcasts and making art where one day I was an artist, one day I was a writer, one day I was a podcast host. And so like I kept on watering these buckets little by little and not really getting anywhere. But then, The reading was essentially like, hey, those ships are only going to get further away if you keep standing on that cliff. You got to hop on one and ride that into the sea. And then eventually you can get back to those other ships, like if you want. But you'll find much more like satisfaction if you just go in on one ship. And that's when I looked over to my art booth and I had like a random person look at a piece of my art. And I was like, I think it's that ship because this feels easy and natural. So then I just was like, okay, I'm going to cut out hosting podcasts, It felt like it was ironic because like my show is called trust the grind. And I was like, I was fucking grinding. I was just like doing everything on my own. I was just like, yo, it's, it's tiring. You know, it's like, it's a lot. Um, so I just felt like I hit a wall with that. And then like the book, like I felt like I was like complete on my life experiences where I could stop writing, then I can come back to it. And that's essentially like how I feel where it's like, I've not run that in like two years, but like I know when I feel it's right, I'll go back to it. So I just went all in on the art stuff and just naturally um, it felt easy and it felt right. Like it was easy to talk about. I felt like it was flowing well. It was well reciprocated. And I think it was a combination of things of just knowing that this is meant to be what part of my life is, to a degree um, also just being committed to one thing and just water in one bucket and just going all in on that bucket, you can go so much faster. So at first, people were always like, How do I find that one thing? It's like, you gotta try a bunch of different shit. That's I always like there's so many things I've tried before, like collagen, which is the one I didn't think I was gonna like make. Like I've had like five businesses I've tried to launch before this one, like had a clothing brand like i you know did a podcast was like dropped a daily planner like i've done so many other things that each of them stacked up to this current one where it's like people just see this product of like oh okay this is get lost it's like no but it was built on all these other things that i had to try and get over and just like earn the steps and earn the reps and i just say like try a bunch of shit and whatever feels the most easy and natural that's the one that you, there's a moment where it's like you just say fuck it, I want to go in on this.
1: That is so beautiful and I love how I mean obviously it's important to put effort into life and that's part of the beauty of growing. Though I love how you're talking about how easy it is. Like even when I heard Oprah Winfrey talk about um being on the talk shows before she was like it felt like breathing air. And when you're talking about, like, seeing someone at your stand buying your art and talking about how it felt easy, and that was actually the right way, you know, even though there is this mentality sometimes in American culture, like, oh, you have to work hard or trust the grind, but our natural talents sometimes naturally align and give us these strengths and these gifts that seem easy, maybe.
2: Yeah, it's funny because like the show is called like trust to grind. And now I like, I don't really resonate with that saying, but like I respect it at the time that, you know, it's like similar, like trust process, but like, I don't want to grind. I want it to be easy and I want it to flow. And like, that doesn't mean like I do nothing. Like I've, if anything, I work quote unquote harder on this current business that I'm building, but like, it doesn't feel like I'm working that hard, you know, like, but I put in more hours and I enjoy it. And like, yeah, it's frustrating at times, but what isn't? Like, but it's not like, it doesn't feel like a grind to me. And like, this path isn't easy by any means. Like it's against conventional, like everything. But like, I just like, I'm like, it's worth it to me though.
1: Sophie, it's okay if I ask the question of my dreams right here, Julia. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Part out. Um, <laughs> I go out.
2: Question of the dreams, that feels- Well, okay,
1: lot. yeah. There's a lot writing on this. I, I loved writing these questions, some of these questions. Um, so I said, I love how you talk about chunking your time into 30 minute commitments to address starting your art projects. That's so smart. And I think lots of people could learn from this. Could you please explain this more to our listeners?
2: Yeah. So whenever you start something new, like I know I found myself to be like, I want to like, let's say write a book for three hours. And then your mind's like, fuck that. I don't want to do it. But it, let's say going to the gym. Um, A lot of people, a lot of times people have these really big goals, like get in there five times a week. If you don't go, you got to start small. You got to say like, Hey, 10 minutes at the gym. If I'm there, that's a win. Then if you do that five times and you're only there for 10 minutes, then it's like, okay, that's huge. Because that was like not a thing a week before. So when I approach this art thing, it's like, can I make a commitment that's just small enough for I can justify, hey, if I have a busy day, I can spend 30 minutes, whether it's prepping material or whatever. Um, and also honoring like, hey, if I only spent 30 minutes, I'm not going to beat myself up. I did something today to improve the thing that I'm I'm going all in on. But the thing is, it tricks yourself because I often spend more than 30 minutes. Because once you enter the flow state and actually start creating... I'm spending three hours doing it, but if I told myself I'm going to spend three hours in my garage at the time in Austin, Texas in the summer, fuck that. I'm not going to do that, but if I tricked myself into starting really small and just set these like little micro goals where it's like, I have this big vision, but it's like, how can I break it down? So I can trick my mind into like thinking it's not that like, big of a deal. Like I'm only going to do this for 30 minutes. And sometimes like I would just do it for 30 minutes. And like, that's what I did with like writing the book that I mentioned was like, I'll do 10 minutes a day. And it's like, sometimes I literally write, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm writing right now. And then like getting those thoughts out, you might actually get something. So it's just like, I always tell people to start really small and just like make it like digestible. Um, since I think it, you want to like shoot big, but it's uh every time I've done that, it just doesn't work
1: amazing thank
2: you yeah (laughs) the dream question
1: yeah well because i mean one of my other questions and you know it's kind of answered in this um so i think part of it is how do you start the creative process when you're about to make a piece though i also you know wrote the other question that i just asked and i just feel like they're so interconnected like you know it is your process for starting it and I also think that it's just important that, you know, people realize the kind of uh, foot in the door method of getting started. And um, I think that can be so encouraging for people like, you know, you're a professional artist, and still you had this kind of way to get your foot in the door of starting that lifestyle.
2: Absolutely. I mean, like every piece of art I make for the most part, like, I don't have a plan. It's all intuition. It's all intuitive. It's like, What I love about my medium is like I can just put stuff down and if I don't like it, I can go over top of it. like the white canvas, the blank page. If you're writing a book, the white canvas is the most intimidating thing. But if I just scribble a bunch of stuff with a marker, I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Okay, I can go over it, adds levels, it adds texture. Um, So I always say the hardest thing is actually just starting. It's not the actual act, but a lot of times people don't create the space um, to start you know they're just like oh like if i had five hours of open day then i'll do that painting it's like you can literally just prep material so that when you do have more time you can just go like i try and make it as simple as possible for me to just go so i have stuff ready all the time so if i do have that lightning bolt moment i'm just like boom i can go but also there's times where let's say i might not necessarily I don't want to say not want to make something, but I'm just like, okay, I know if I if I get the tide roll, like if I just start, you know, swimming a little, then I'll warm up, then I'll get into it. So I think it's just um, getting out of your way. You know, like for instance, the gym example, don't sign up for the gym that's 20 minutes away. Sign up for the one that's five minutes away since it's going to be a lot easier to get to and mentally, you know? So I just try and like simplify stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I, I love that. That's just like, um it reminds me of what Sophie and I were talking about recently with this book she's reading called The Slight Edge, mm. you know, and it also reminds me kind of of Atomic Habits and this idea of just improving by one percent. Um, even another idea is when I was in New Zealand briefly, there's this bakery slash cafe called Little and Friday. And it started basically by this woman just doing a little work every Friday. And then all of a sudden she's having these successful businesses um because of what she did and so you know I just really think it's so humbling for someone who's you know a professional artist to really reveal this method and say hey it's not always easy the, the reason why I have this grit is also because I have this perspective on how to start you know because it's like you revealed you you don't always necessarily it's not that you don't always feel like it it's just you um take the guesswork out of it by just making it a habit
2: Absolutely. Atomic Habits is like most of the stuff that I talked about, like I got from that book. It's like what I love about that book is like the goal is not to run a marathon. It's it's to become a runner. It's like, what is the lifestyle of the runner? So like for me, an artist, like, what does the artist need to do? Actually make art. So I need to be obsessed with my creative process and getting better on that. And I'm not measuring easier said than done. I'm just going to say it like how many sales I've done, how many followers I have, like, but if I can keep on showing up for my creative process, then good things are going to happen. And I'm also developing my craft and going deeper into that. So, um, it's like, how can I be an artist? How can I be a writer? How can I be an athlete or whatever the thing is? It's like embodying what that person does and they got to show up. They got to put in the reps. I tell people all the time, you can do what I do, I just have more experience right now. And there's people further down the road that have more experience than me. But if I keep showing up, I'm going to catch up to that person. And I think a lot of times people just don't create space for them to give themselves the time to really pursue what they want. And it's just the time management things. And sometimes it's going to be blunt, it sucks to hear, but like, you're just not making it a priority. Like a lot of times, because I know for myself, I didn't in New York, I wasn't making art. I didn't make it a priority for mine. I chose to do other things. Nothing wrong with that. But if you say you want to do this, then you got you to make some adjustments.
1: Lovely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it's just like um, the slight edge that Sarah has mentioned. Um, <laughs> it's just funny because I was, as I was reading it, I was like, with every like little quote that came up, I was like, oh my God, this is so great. Um, and sending, texting Sarah like quotes and stuff. <laughs> I love that. I
2: love it. (laughs) Fuck yeah.
0: Um, So it it kind of has a similar um, philosophy, I think, to Atomic Habits, where it's just about what are all the simple, very small, very slight actions that you can do in a day that will lead you to being successful. So that might be reading 10 pages of a sort of inspirational book or a book that helps you better understand your own process and stuff like that. Or that might be um just like what you were just talking about kind of making those adjustments so you have the space to um do what you know is you want to be a priority kind of i really liked what you talked about of that 30 minute time block that might just be getting your workstation set up and getting your materials ready um i have made some like youtube videos before and I haven't made any recently because, um, well, I haven't made any recently and kind of as I was reading this light edge last week, I was kind of like, what can I do over the course of, you know, an hour? That might just be if I'm making some like stop motion stuff that might just be cutting out some pieces of like a magazine or something instead of thinking, oh, I need to make this whole video today. It's like, oh, I can just do these little things or I'm kind of getting stuff ready to make it later.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially with video stuff, like the ones I make, like I just have like files and cap cut where it's like kind of put together, but it's not like, I don't have to do the whole thing at once. And it's just learning to like, you know, batch it where it's like, okay, so if I'm prepping canvases, I'm going to prep like 10 of them at a time instead of doing one since you're in that, like, Oh, I'm already got the spray paint out and everything. Let's just do all these canvases right now. So then I have 10 canvases ready to go. So if it's like if I'm actually crafting, I can continue onto another piece if I want to keep going. It's not like this reboot. And, you know, I've been trying to like batch more similar activities. And to your point, like, hey, it doesn't have to be a done finished product. Like I can come back to something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love like how you talked about like batching them and um, just realizing that. Oh, this will make it a little easier for me down the line. It doesn't need to be this big intimidating thing of, okay, let me sit down and just make the best collage I've ever made. That's
2: that Dude, those thing. are my worst ones. If I'm like, this is going to be so good. I'm going to do it for this gallery and blah, blah, blah. And like, why do I hit a wall? Like it because be as it's like, I'm not, I'm trying to force it. And I've had to learn like, Hey, like if I'm in this forceful energy and doing it for the money, then like I need to step away from it. Like it's not the right headspace. And, the pieces I've done to quote unquote sell, like I still have in my house, you know, like I got a Taylor Swift one. I thought that was going to sell right away. I'm still with it, you know, so it's like, you know, there's just lessons with it. And um, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, after she's time person of the year, maybe it's time to try again.
2: I, th- I guess so. Yeah. But um, I, I think it's just more of like creating from a pure place of like your curiosity. And so I've, I know a lot of creatives and I think people can like create for the audience and kind of forget to like for me, I always create for myself. But then like once you start making a business and doing it for profit, a lot of people have like they start shouldn't you like everyone just all of a sudden becomes a business expert in your business, especially with the creative force. I don't know why like people feel like they got to tell me how to run my business. But anyways, that's a little side tangent, but I get it all the time. You know, it's was like, oh, you should do blah, 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 blah. and then it's like, oh, are you an artist? No, we're in totally different businesses. So um, yeah, that's a that was a little side tangent.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's so important to hear that because I mean, not only do you do art professionally, it's like it's also a business and there's that whole aspect and it's like its own field of business versus like other people who are in business for different things. Absolutely.
2: Oh, yeah. And I tell people all the time, like, you know, it's like it's one thing to have a hobby, but then it's also another thing to make a creative practice into a business. If you're selling for money and you're trying to have that be supporting yourself, you got to it really like a business. I have spreadsheets. I have days where I'm like business development, where like people just think I sit around collage all fucking day. I wish I did that. Like, no, it's like answering emails, outreach, social media, like just like any other small business, I am wearing every fucking hat and finding ways to grow and scale this thing in addition to my creative process. So it's like, yeah, my product is this amazing thing that I get to express myself, it's beautiful, but then it's also, there's this whole backside as well where it's like, oh, how do I get more clients? How do I get more people to see my work? How You know, it's ideation. It's coming up with ideas, marketing myself. And um, it's not just like, oh, like I posted about it. Everyone find it. It's fucking awesome. It's like, no, I need to be out there in the public, showing people, talking about it and telling them why it's worth important. Because like there are way better artists out there, but they don't know shit about business or they don't put themselves out there where you're going to know my name. And that's like... I'm sorry, but like if you don't like if you don't have the confidence in your work and like make it a point to see people like really be like, yo, this is worth seeing. This is my shit. And I want you to look at it, no one's gonna find you. Like, you gotta put it out there.
1: I love that. I love that. And especially when you're talking about like, um, you know. Why you're making a piece, whether you're making it because you like it or making it for the audience. That's such an interesting kind of concept. And I even, uh, it even reminds me of when Sophie and I were talking about our intentions for the podcast um, this year. And one of our things was this idea of self leadership and, you know, leading ourselves in a way that's meaningful for us. And then that naturally being its own type of leadership where. We're not trying to control others or trying to lead others. We're leading ourselves through the dark and, you know, making our way. And so I kind of like this idea where you're making your art because you like it. And, you know, trying to even though you're also figuring out this audience aspect because, you know, you're a business owner and whatnot.
2: Yeah. And I well, I think ultimately it's like whatever product that you are selling in your own business, you should resonate with, because if you don't, then I feel like it's really hard to get through it. You know, like there's gonna be ebbs and flows and ups and downs. And if you don't resonate with it, then it's really hard to find that courage and commitment to keep going. But for me, it's like, no, this is, this is what I wanna be doing. So that helps me get through those seasons where storms or whatever that come through, because I just generally want it to be a thing. And yeah. Um, what
1: does creativity mean to you?
2: So I think creativity is a way to like, it's like I say, being a, I've been reading the creative acts, Rick Rubin um, book. And it's basically just like being an artist is like perceiving the world. And it's like just making observations. And it's a way for me to essentially kind of make sense of what's going on, on this thing, because there's so many moving parts. There's so much stuff that is outside of our control, but we think we're in control all the time. But the thing is, we're never actually in control. And despite, we'd like to think we are. So art and creativity is a way to process all these random fucking ideas that are out in the ether and just kind of getting it into my mind and out for other people to see. But a lot of it is like just me being a messenger for myself, processing what's ever going on in life and just finding that flow that we talked about, that process for I can just like go in and just like do my thing and just like show it to people and see if they resonate. And to the point, like kind of earlier, like, if I'm creating for myself and someone doesn't like it, like, I don't care. Like I might care a little, but like, it's more for me. And it's like, if you find it cool, cool. If not cool, like you're entitled to your own opinion. Like it's not meant to be for everyone and not everyone's going to like you. And I think that's very empowering once you like kind of come to terms with that. So it's just like, pray for yourself and like the right people will find it and the right people will love it and also people might not like you and that's i don't know sometimes that's out of your control
1: and that's like general life advice too not even just like that <laughs> yeah like
2: it's just like it's like like you could do nothing wrong to a person and they just fucking hate your guts like and what i found is like uh this is up for me like i've you know done a lot of analysis on myself and it's like a lot of times when i don't like people it's like a part of me that i wish i was expressing so if that person was dancing i'm like why is that fucking guy always dancing it's because deep down i wanted to be the guy dancing and then i've learned i'm like oh i can be that guy and there's a lesson in that um so it's a lot of times it's like you do something that triggers someone
1: yeah absolutely i mean yeah human behavior so interesting and complex absolutely
2: so fucking nuts yeah (laughs)
0: Um, I'd love to know how you you talked about not being afraid of promoting yourself and just having the confidence to put yourself out there and kind of, in a way, it's almost acknowledging how insignificant you are in the world in a weird kind of backward way, I feel like, because you're kind of realizing, oh, people aren't just going to kind of notice that I'm collaging alone in my room. I have to put myself out there I have to talk about it I have to it it feels like such a big thing to me but then it's like I have to actually get it out there and I'd love to know what kind of goes through your mind if you're ever maybe not feeling confident let's say you're maybe making a social media post and do you ever have doubts where you don't feel as confident or what does kind of the maybe inner monologue look like when you're navigating social media and other ways of putting yourself
2: out there yeah absolutely so i think it's like by reps like the more i do it like the less like less i care and the more confident i get and also like it's not i mean easier said than done it's not a mes- metric of success like yeah it's nice to get hundreds of likes yeah it's fucking awesome but like when i was hosting the podcast i was like so worried it's like how will this message be perceived but then it's like now i've really shifted it to be like hey i just posted it i don't know if it's gonna land I don't know, but I had the courage to put myself out there. And the hardest thing for me was to actually be seen first, you know, and like hear my voice and see myself on the screen talking. But once you do like a hundred times, your first like hundred videos are going to suck. Like, I'm just going to like, they're going to, they're not going to be good, but like the more you do it, the more reps you get, the more confidence that you build into that thing then you're going to be like chilling, where you're like, oh, okay, I made a really good video of me just expressing my thoughts because I took some time and put in. I've been sitting in my car and just like analyzing life, and I'm like, how can I make this message clear, concise, and simple? What am I? What is the purpose of this video? Because I think social media is like so fucking colluded with so many people just hot potato and different topics of like, oh, like you should meditate, blah blah blah. It's like they just read a Google article and just said whatever facts that they read. Like it's nothing new, but like. I like, I hate that shit. So it's like, what type of content that feels really true to me? And for me, it's like, if I'm sharing something, it's because I feel like I've lived that moment. So I like, I make a claim, share a story, offer encouragement. And that's kind of like my formula where it's like, Hey, like blah, 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 blah. blah. Here's the story hey, maybe you try this. And like, if I'm processing something, like when I was hosting the podcast, I noticed like a lot of my episodes were like me processing life. And it feels necessary where it's like, if I'm telling a story where it feels true to me, then I feel like more of authority. So the stuff I put out feels very true and feels good. And if it lands with people, awesome. If not, um, I'm going to do my best and not let it affect me. And notice how I said, do my best to not let it affect me because you know you put yourself out there it's your art your expression you're like i want everyone to like it but like to the point not everyone's gonna like it so um i just found like to speak from a place of like knowing of like what feels right to me has helped me like actually make content that feels like not chasing trends or whatever. It's like, nah, this this feels true to me and I'm gonna share that with people and maybe it'll inspire them, maybe it'll land, maybe they don't give a fuck. I don't know, it's out of my control. So it's like, I can't put so much pressure into this thing um, when I'm having the courage to actually share.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Especially, I think that kind of relates to what we were talking about around the slight edge or atomic habits of any particular post you know, it's just this one experience that you're sharing or this one kind of story that you found something valuable from and kind of realizing, yeah, it's not going to resonate with everyone, but you are just having the confidence in that moment to put yourself out there. And all those little moments of having that confidence will add up.
2: And also like when you're starting out, like your audience is so smart smaller, so you can like fuck up and it's like the stakes aren't that big, you know, like it's like, I don't know. I think like if I had 100,000 followers, like maybe I'll think about it more or maybe I just say, fuck it. I'm not. But like I, you know, starting out, like it can be messy, like it's supposed to be messy. But like you, I think the act of like actually trying like is tenfold because like a lot of people would think about, it, but they actually don't do it.
0: Um. So I'd love to ask a final question. You mentioned uh, earlier in the conversation, we talked about being at a winter stage versus maybe um, still planning for some things in a spring phase. What are some upcoming things you're excited about doing or planning?
2: Um, So I think I'm still in like the plotting and scheming phase. I, I don't know why I just said scheming, but that was the first thing that came up. Um, But I think it's just definitely like more connection, Um, just more like continuing to get myself out there and just like thinking bigger as well, where it's like, okay, like I have these limited beliefs that I've been unlearning many, many times you know and i think it's just like okay i have something i have foundation uh how do i want to make this bigger but also feel like it's scaling at the right stage so um i'm still thinking about that and i know i'm very excited i'm gonna continue like basically like i like to set like themes for each year so like 2022 was make big commitments then this past year in 2023 was uh deaf and going deeper into creative practice meditation practice mma practice where this year i feel like it's going to be more like um connection or collaboration that's been kind of true um where it's like okay how can i create with other people where we both benefit and we you know there's plenty of food on the table for everyone to eat where a lot of people think it's like they're this scarce where it's like oh shit this is all we have so
0: Yeah, that's super exciting. Um just kind of I like it, it's nice um to kind of hear what your themes were for previous years and then what it might be going in the future. Just kind of hearing both of that, I feel like that'll be an interesting perspective, hopefully for listeners to kind of see, you know, we've talked about what your journey the last few years has been like and kind of I don't know, seeing seeing what seeing what that's like, but then also hearing some perspective of what the planning process looks like for you um and like you said it's all it's still you know it's it's all kind of a work in progress that's kind of what we've been talking about the whole time
2: absolutely um, and it's like you know maybe i'm feeling that's going to be the word connection or collaboration you know just like community building still because it's like last year i did face more um alienation than i would like you know just like run your own business i don't have an office like i don't have co-workers that i could just shoot the shit with um, so it's a lot of alone time so I'm like oh okay how can I combat that can I set up more meetings can I do more things like this where I don't feel so alone Um, you know and like shout out to y'all like this is like really healthy for me to just like talk about like life and since I I miss hosting a podcast it's fun as fuck Yay! <laughs> thank yeah, you I'm... so much
1: for meeting with us I you know love kind of seeing all your work leading up to this interview and then to actually get to talk with you has been so wonderful. And I just feel like you're filled with so much wisdom and like emotional maturity and um, just like leadership when it comes to business and art. And so, you know, the Austin community is so lucky to have you. And like, I'm looking forward to coming to one of your collages at some point.
2: Yes, let's go. (laughs) And also thank you for that compliment. That's like really fucking cool to hear. And uh, I guess like to Sophie's question, it's like, yeah, just get in more of my wisdom out. Like, I feel like I've learned a lot and I feel really embodied with who the fuck I am right now. And I just feel really good. And it's just like all this work or whatever, like you want to call it or like waking in, whatever. Like, I just feel like I'm in a really sound place. So I'm just happy to like share that with people of what I've learned and connect with them over the human experience.
0: Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Sarah, you'll need to, to come with me to a, a workshop. I
2: feel yeah. Yeah. Like oh yeah whenever the episode drops or something we'd be like yo come come check out blah 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 Um, come through that
1: that would be so cool yeah we could say come collage with us and listen to our podcast do like a collab yeah
2: yeah there we go um yeah so um i'm excited for the new year i guess you know like i know that kind of well i've had a weird week so i just said that i'm like hold up that's not like i am excited for it but like you know it's been like i haven't thought about it
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay to be of two minds, And like, maybe <laughs> this interview is giving you your second wind that you need already. So.
2: Exactly. Where it's like, okay, like, all right, make more podcasts with people, like reach out, like pitch myself, you know, uh, to the point, like you got to pitch yourself. Like you guys were dope and like hit me up, but it's like, okay, if I want to do more of these, I got to put myself out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that this worked out. I feel like Sarah and I with this podcast really want to um, kind of explore creativity and explore it for people's processes and then also something that's really important to us is building community and I love um just I've really enjoyed your workshops and getting to be part of that so I feel like everything you talked about today and just kind of your attention going into 2024 I feel like that just really aligns with everything and I really appreciate you being on
2: Yeah. Hell yeah. And I appreciate you being a regular at my workshops. Like that's like cool. People ask me, "Is like, you got any regulars?" I'm like, yeah, Sophie, like she's always coming through. And like, that's (laughs) how you know, that's how you know, you got something good though. Like if people come back, like a workshop, that's a one and done type thing usually for people, but like, it's, it's awesome to be like, oh, okay. Like people actually want to come back. You know, that that's huge feedback for me.
0: Hey everyone, so that's the end of the show. Um, I really hope you enjoyed it and that you're able to take something away from it. Um, it really is all about just those little actions you can do um, to get you closer to your dreams or your dream life, whatever that might look like. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, a particular business uh, or uh, like particular like career goal. it could also be in your personal life or maybe in your health or your friendships or your um, relationship relationships. So it really could be any area of life. but uh, I really felt that was a big takeaway from this episode with Stephen. Just the little actions that you can do, the atomic habits um, that you can build on each and every day uh, really do make a difference. And I loved just to double double down on what Stephen said about, Sometimes, um, you know, in that 30 minute time period that he'd have dedicated to making his art, that time might just be getting materials ready and getting different things prepped um, or getting his canvases prepped like he talked about. Um, And so I just wanted to double down on that. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I really hope you took something from this episode. And yeah, I think Sarah and I will probably be going to one of Stephen's workshops in the new year. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening.